Welcome to Us Only Younger, the podcast that explores a little bit about our childhoods and the choices and challenges we made to get where we are today. Hello, my name is Pam, and I'm excited you are joining me for my first episode for my new podcast called Us Only Younger. I created this podcast because I wanted to explore some of the childhoods and the big decisions that were made by some of the folks I interviewed, figure out what they did and what pivots they've made to get where they are today. And I'm very excited to have Stephen King as my first guest. Stephen was born in Toronto, Canada, which I did not know. I should have been teasing him about hockey and all other kind of stuff. But And he moved to the United States in the early 90s along with his mother and brother. He went to college in Huntsville, Alabama. I would say Roll Tide, but I'm not quite sure that's true where he got his Bachelor of Science degree in Computer Information Systems at Oakwood University. He's currently a Senior Security Architect at PepsiCo. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, Pam. How's it going? Oh, it's so good to see you. I miss seeing you every day. (laughs) It's been a while. Yes. Stephen and I met working at Toyota Connected. And I remember we sat somewhat close to each other. And I used to always come over and talk to him because he doesn't really like to engage in a lot of conversation. He's a little bit more of an introvert and I'm not. So I would constantly come and talk to him and I found him really intriguing. So I'm very excited to have you join me today. So Stephen, I want to know about your childhood. What was it like for you in school? Were you a bookworm? What was little Stevie like? Tell us. Well, so in school, I was... Not always studious, actually. No. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't. No, the thing is, like, I, I think uh, in retrospect, I probably had difficulty kind of focusing. Okay. And I think that that was probably because I was overwhelmed. I think the older I got, the more I realized that I may very well have had, like, like sensory issues. And the more I was overwhelmed in class, is the more uncomfortable I would, I would get. But what's really, really funny is... Like, you cannot take my head out of a book. Like, once I learned to read, that's really all I did. I used to ride the bus to school every mm-hmm. day, and my, my parents would drop me off at the at the bus station. I would ride the bus to school, and then we'd hop on the bus to get back to the bus station so they could take us home. And I remember um, going to the library, like the school library, and just checking out books and just consuming them. Wow. Um, like, I, I, you could not take books away from me. I got a library card, went to the public library, just because over a period of time, like my school library ran out of books that I was interested in. So I went to the public library. I don't even know what to say right now. Got a bunch of books. Books have always been my thing. So was there a particular subject that interests you or just, I mean. You know, back then I, like, I I was just like any other kid. It didn't matter really what book it was. Like I liked Mm -hmm. comic books. But the Hardy Boy books, uh, I'm not sure if you remember the Hardy Boys. Yes, I do. Oh um, gosh. Like Nancy oh, Drew, like the mystery novels, uh-huh. whatever. The Bobsy Twins, like <laughs> all those books. Wow. Yeah, I was reading a bunch okay. of Okay. So with all this this reading that you were doing and getting back a little bit of back to your history at school, was there a favorite subject you had that you can remember growing up or maybe even a subject you really hated that you so, kind of got through? Yes. Let me see. In elementary school, I would say my favorite subject was probably English. Okay. I always did well with English and I hated math. I never (laughs) really, no, I never really, really did well with math. Math was horrible for me. It was never fun. 
even when I got into middle school, I think I really, really disliked math and I always tried to avoid it. I don't think I got, like, I really started learning computer. Like, I didn't become familiar with computer stuff until maybe around sixth, seventh grade. I started okay. being really interested in computers. Okay. But I was never really into math. And science, okay. I, I really like science. Okay. Never, I hated social studies. I loved science and I loved English. Hmm. All right. So I'm trying to piece this together. So I would say maybe around middle school or high school, are there any kind of failures or experiences that you had that you could share that maybe had a lasting impression on you or, or gave you some valuable lessons? Well, oh, geez, Pam. Uh... <laughs> Should tell I write me, this down? Is there a list? <laughs> tell me about your failures, Steve. Tell me about your failures, Pam. That's an interview question. Don't you dare <laughs> dodge me. You know. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Okay. Let me see. So my failures. Well, I've already told you I was horrible at math. I always got bad grades in math. Okay. I think math was my worst subject. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, when I got to college, like I was still on my, hey, let's dodge math. <laughs> kind of deal, right? I think I went um, to that that whole track too. So yeah, it's funny because I transitioned from computer science to computer information systems mm -hmm. specifically because there was less math. <laughs> I was still avoiding math back in college. But what's interesting is that eventually I could not avoid it anymore. Mm. And I was forced to take calculus one. Yeah, and I, remember that. Mm -hmm. I knocked it out of the park. You did like, not. I did. Like I committed myself to wow. like, I got a bunch of supplementary material to learn calculus. Wow. And I just, I committed myself to it. I went to tutoring and everything and I knocked it out of the park. I got an A minus. That's not fair. <laughs> that, no, it's like, oh, like I wow. like imagine being horrible in every other math. And then finally you get up to like the math that really matters, Cal one, and you knock it out of the park. And you know, that actually taught me that like all of the avoidance of math, like if I really, really just had somebody just kind of force me into, hey, you're going to sit here and you're going to learn it because I know it's difficult now, but eventually you're going to get it. You're going to nail it. Mm. I like I would have probably been a lot better. Wow. You know? But I always avoided it until I, I couldn't avoid it anymore. And I surprised myself. I, I did better than I thought I would. You know, that's, that's a really good statement to anyone out there, maybe someone younger who's struggling with math and may think there's no way there's a future in there. It's clear that, you know, when you hit the right groove or maybe the subject that really matters, there's a way for you can kind of turn the ship around. That does not happen. Yeah, you, you, might, you might just need to take a different approach. You never right. know. So you studied computer information systems. I'm yeah. curious to how you got into being into security, because I, I think even when we spoke at Toyota, you used to kind of explain some stuff to me that, of course, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It? So so how I got into security, um, mm -hmm. that's that's a bit of a funny story, because like initially. So I'm going to start back in seventh grade. So back in seventh grade, there was a teacher named Mr. Cooper. He was the one who initially pointed me towards uh, computers. He was the computer technology teacher mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back in seventh grade. And I just like, I loved it. I loved it so much. I was like, man, this computer stuff is great. And my mom was, um, she was a custodian at the time. And mm -hmm. what she used to do is she used to, like the college library was one of the buildings she was in charge of cleaning. Mm -hmm. So after school, me and my brother would have to go to the college library because that's where my mom was. And so mm -hmm. my mom would, uh, 
she would uh, have us sitting at the library doing our homework while she was cleaning the library. Wow. Following the completion of our homework, me and my brother used to go and read all the popular science magazines and popular <laughs> mechanics magazines. Were they, um, were they was Sports Illustrated not anywhere on the, the, the shelf? It wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. Okay. And, and yeah, and so read like the nerdy magazines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I wanted to be in computers. But the thing is, and I also took like a career a personality test and mm-hmm. it stated that engineering would be one of my fortes, right? And so I figured computers and engineering, okay, computer engineering, what do I need to do for that? Computer science. Mm-hmm. And so that led me into like computer science. And then as I told you, like I, I avoided math to end up in computer information systems. Mm-hmm. But when I was a sophomore, like I, I was just completing my freshman year and it was around the summertime, me and my friend, his name is Carrie. He was like, let's go get a job, man. Let's get a summer job. You know, let's go make some money or whatever. I was like, okay. So we both got, we both applied to Burlington Co Factory and both ended up working at Burlington Co Factory in the men's department initially. So the summer came and summer went or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that one of the front door loss prevention security guys, uh, his name was John Hampton. He ended up, I think he left on vacation or something like that. And they didn't have any security. And so that day, somebody left. Somebody walked in with some old shoes and put on like some new shoes and try to leave the store. And it set off the alarm at the front. Hmm. So like I, I chased after him. Of course, in retrospect, that was an incredibly dangerous thing to do. Right. But security was not there. Yeah. No, security wasn't there. Like I've always been a big guy and I was mm-hmm. like, I was fearless back then. I wasn't really thinking. I was right. like, let me just go get the, like, this is the store's property. This doesn't belong to this clown who's walking out with this stuff. So right. let me chase him. I chased him down and convinced him to give me the shoes. And, you know, he gave me the shoes and I walked back into the store to a round of applause by the employees. Do you know how lucky you are yeah. that he was just kind of not really too threatening. Wow. And so I ended up getting the security job. And <laughs> what an that interview. Was, yeah, that was a I started doing security from that from that point. Now, of course, that ended up being physical security, right? <laughs> and so sophomore year, junior year, senior year, I was doing that for like I had a full-time job in security and I had full-time work in college. So, I was completely booked. With that said, when I graduated with my Bachelor of Science in Computer Information Systems, I did not know that I would end up in security. I just knew that I had worked in security for maybe three, almost four years by that point. Mm -hmm. And I moved to Texas and I ended up uh, being transferred to like Best Buy to work security, like loss prevention for Best Buy. I quit because that that was a completely messed up situation. They they messed up my paperwork, my transfer paperwork, and I wasn't getting paid. I had quit. And I started working, what do you know, in selling security systems, ADT security systems. No way. Yeah. And and, I mean, my friend Brandon got me that job. That's what he was doing for a living. So he got me a job selling security systems. So I went from physical security to working residential security, putting together residential security systems for people who need to secure their. Yeah. And then I like every single day I was on monster.com, careerbuilder.com, like looking for a job in my field. And I just so happened to get a, a friend of mine named Mark Wallen 
who at the time was recruiting for a company named Checkpoint Software, mm-hmm. he called me and he was like, hey, you know, um, we're doing this ELTA program, entry-level technical advisor program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're hiring a bunch of people and we want you to come interview. So I started interviewing with Checkpoint. Checkpoint just happened to be a security company. It was a, their Israeli company who are known for, for their firewalls. Okay. So I started working uh, information security at that point. And like, I've just always somehow ended up in a security capacity, just wow. period. It's amazing. I mean, all when you say security, it's sort of like you've done the whole gamut of everything. Yeah, all of the domains of security. So now if there's someone listening or a parent who thinks that their child might have a knack for this or maybe even an interest, what would you advise them? What advice would you give someone if you think they or they think that they have an interest in security, but they're not quite sure how to you know, get down into that direction? What would you say? So first, I would say it was probably incredibly beneficial in retrospect to start with a personality test because Mm. security is a very, very wide field, very broad, a lot of different domains in security Mm -hmm. where you would probably have to figure out what kind of personality you are first. Okay. They like, I know a lot of schools, a lot of elementary, middle schools, high schools do these personality tests. Mm -hmm. And so first kind of see what your personality test tells you, what kind of job would fit your personality. Okay. Secondly, I mean, there are, there are a number of resources out there mm-hmm. um, that can kind of start, start you down the path of learning uh, computer technology. There is a website called uh, Cybrary, C-Y-B-R-A-R-Y.IT. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Cybrary.IT, they have free training for, really? yeah, for, for information security fields. Wow. Um, and I don't think it's just information security, but I think it's predominantly information security. And they have career paths. Okay. So um, say, for example, you wanted to become like a security analyst. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will give you a career path of certifications mm-hmm. that you should start trying to get, mm-hmm. you know, for, for you to get that experience mm-hmm. and being a security analyst. I would say that in my field, degrees are, they're nice. I mean, degrees are nice everywhere, uh, probably more so to help get your foot in the door and make the distinction between you and another candidate, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But, but I think in my field, certifications are really, really important, more mm-hmm. so than degrees. It's a certification-driven career. Okay. And so, say, for example, if if you if, if the career path mm-hmm. on Cyberary tells you to be a security engineer, you might need to start with getting a network plus certification Mm -hmm. followed by like a security plus certification. Mm -hmm. Um, Cyberary helps you with that. It helps you map out the certifications for where you're trying to get career wise. That's Um, a fantastic source you just shared with everyone. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's free. That's the most important part, right? Absolutely. Um, And then the third piece is if you are more money minded, like if your decision making is, probably more based on the money behind whatever certification you're thinking about getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can easily go to like one of the job sites, indeed.com mm-hmm. and plug the certification into the search and see what the going rate is in your area for that certification. Wow. Um, just to see, you know, what people are offering and whether or not it's something that would be feasible for you to commit time and resources to, to mm-hmm. learn. 
you want to be compensated for that time and the resources, right? You don't want Absolutely. to work for free ever. Right. Absolutely. No, so. that's a those are amazing tips. Thank you for sharing that. I you know, I, I know that I have a son and you have a son. Have you given any thought to or has he shared it all? Is he at a point where he can even point to or share possible things he might want to be or do? Or would you encourage him maybe to do Yeah, you know, um I've never really been one of those parents who who wants his child to be a chip off the old block. Like okay. for me, what's important to me is his happiness. Oh. And first and foremost, he's very creative. Like he's three years old. So he like, he's not really of the age to really have conversations about like what he wants to do for a living. living. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's still, he's still learning how to, how to put his pants on the right way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's very, very smart. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he, he's partially bilingual, like his mom. And he's uh he loves colors. Like his favorite program on TV is Color Crew. Oh. Um, so he loves colors and he's very creative. He loves drawing and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, he's not musically inclined like his father, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Like I said, I don't want him to be a chip off the old block. What's important for me is to nurture his inherent abilities as much as possible. So you know, when that conversation comes, you know, I'll be more than happy to have it with him. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me and being my first guest. I can think of a certain little Englishman who's going to be a little jealous because he normally steps in as my first guest when I try new things. So uh, you'll have this to hold over him. So that Yeah, excellent. Great. Excellent. Yeah. Give him my love. Okay, I will. Thank you again so much. No Appreciate problem. Appreciate you joining me on Of Younger. No problem at all.